Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. Do you want to get healthy in 2024? This is the end of February 2024 right now, two months into the year. And what have you started and what are you going to start to get to that point where you feel better? In this workshop today, we'll talk about actually starting with your mindset long term to start living a healthier lifestyle, not just a quick fix. We also talk about too is, is are you okay being uncomfortable? What I mean by that is when you change something in your life, say for example, sleeping better, maybe start working out, maybe eating better, at that point it's going to be stressful to your body and mind, so you're going to understand and have the expectation of you maybe a little bit grouchy, tired, even hungry. At that point, that's normal until you get to that healthier state where that feels really comfortable because it wasn't comfortable initially. I also talk about what is good and bad pain, how to avoid bad pain and avoid injury. Understand good pain, again, is part of being uncomfortable. Along actually how to start, what action steps you can take, started with walking, for example. Maybe it's lying flat on your back or your stomach. Understand that's a way to stretch your overall body and other things we talk from the show too. So go to the show, uh, highlights for one, two in that area in the post, along with links to our previous podcast, this podcast as a podcast um, or even a YouTube video. Enjoy the week, get a healthier state of mind and actions and have a great day and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Okay. All right. So, how do we get set for real for realistic goals for 2024? We all hear about the New Year's resolution. I want to lose weight. I want to do this. One of this. What happens is most people don't have a a plan to get there. So how do how do when I start people on getting healthy in my office as a chiropractor here locally in Upland, a lot of it is understanding there's a mindset we have to start with. What, what is your mindset? And what I do is tell people, a lot of it is, how do you talk to yourself? What's your self-talk like? Do you, are you positive? Are you negative? Do you use, do you use certain words that are, if you want to call it, not destructive, but words that, that don't help you get to that point of where you want to get to. Uh, people that they say, I want to work out, but I have this issue with this, but I can't get there. So I always go, okay, let's set up a plan to where Mindset-wise, we're helping ourselves talk into working out, into walking, into worrying about posture, into worrying about if it's if we want to lose weight or what we eat for nutrition-wise, so we can get ourselves in the mindset first before we can start doing things. We talked about earlier too. A lot of different is when we have the right mindset, we can get ourselves even when we're not motivated. Okay, I want to do this. It's gonna be good for me later. This walk's gonna be great, even though I don't feel good now, maybe 15, 20 minutes into it. I walked last week or yesterday, and it felt good, so I'm gonna get to that point where it feels good. When you worry about what's gonna, what we, I, was, I listened to, uh, you ever see those little clips from Arnold Schwarzenegger? Those little clips? He has, he has a clip where it says, when I work out, I go in the morning, cause I'm not awake yet, I'm not thinking yet. I just have a routine, I go to work out, and I don't even wanna think about it. Because if you, if, I don't know if you guys use an alarm clock or not. I do. I use my phone for one, I leave in the other room. I leave my, I leave my phone in my other room. So I go work out, I get up about 4.30 in the morning to go work out. Anyone else get up 4.30 in the morning? 4.30 in the morning? Anybody? No. Good? <laughs> nope. Good, good. Good, perfect. You want to get it done. Automatic. Do you, do you uh, have an alarm, do you use an alarm clock or do you just get up and go? Good for you. Good. If you had an alarm clock, is next to you, and I'll get, I'll get the paper for you too in a second. 
and then you kept hitting the button. Would that motivate you? Yes, everyone's different with that. If the alarm clock is next to you, hit the button all the time, at that point, you're really gonna, you're gonna get up when you feel like getting up, versus getting up when your body wants to get up. Does that make sense? Yes. I wanna make sure what we're talking about, emotion versus desire, a lot of it is, can we not think emotionally about getting healthy, think about, that's gonna be some work. No one, it, no one wants to go, I'm gonna go, I wanna, I wanna be in pain today, I wanna go work out. You know, but they want the results of that. So we realize part of this after mindset is are we okay being uncomfortable? Are we okay being a little tired? If we're gonna change our habit of getting up early to work out or even start working out too, that's what it is, or even nutrition too. If you're uncomfortable, your body will change. That makes sense? To a degree, but does that make you more lazy? If getting from lazy to unlazy, yes. If getting up an hour early to work out is, is something where it's different for you, that's a good stressor where you're gonna be uncomfortable. If, if, you're, if your idea of exercise is 10 minute walks, and you go to 20 minutes, that's gonna be uncomfortable. If you're doing, start doing some new stretches, some new posture things, if we'll, we'll go over in a minute too, it's gonna be uncomfortable until you're comfortable with that stretch, with that new amount of walking, or new amount of exercises. I people come in right now and go, man, I'm so sore. I go, what are you doing? I took November and December off working out. Going back now, I'm like, yeah, you're, I call it, you're in the suck. It's gonna suck for a while. Sorry, it's gonna suck for a while. Part, part of being, you made yourself comfortable in a lower level of, eh, lifestyle choices per se, now you have to get back up to it. And everyone's different, this isn't a communist country, you can do whatever you wanna do, but if you wanna get healthier, when you're uncomfortable, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna be sore, you a little grouchy. You know, I know I am sometimes. So, so realize that to get there to a higher state of health may take you two, three weeks minimum to get to where you feel comfortable with that higher intensity High intensity of, or duration of exercise per se. Just using exercise as a routine. You know, or if it's something I want to read more this year. Reading 10 pages, I'm like, oh, that's a lot of work. All of a sudden you go, hmm, I can do 15. So when you, like, you, like you're doing, when you can build it up slowly, that uncomfortable level is uncomfortable because it feels good to you. When 15 feels good, minutes of walking feels good, I'll try 20. But I hear my patients say, Man, that exercise feels pretty good now. What else can I do? I go, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then they go, I, go, I got because now I know you want to change and you want to get healthier. So if you want to get healthier, you're going to start with being a mindset first. Okay, I want to get this done. I'm not going to excuses. No more buts. At that point, I'm going to be uncomfortable. Part of getting better, healthier, stressing my body has to be uncomfortable to cause a change in the body, right? The body likes homeostasis. What's homeostasis? It likes balance. So we do less, our body gets weaker, or we do more, our body gets stronger, but to get to that higher strength takes energy, stress to your body, get that become your, your default level. It takes work, you know? And you have to realize when we're, when we're working to that better state, you're gonna be, you're gonna have to almost need a community to help you get there sometimes. Everyone's different. When you have a community of people that you're there with, or you see all the time, or you work out with. I have a group that I work out with in the morning at 5.30 in the morning, three, four days a week. And if someone texts us in the morning, the group, 
and goes, I'm not gonna make it, I don't feel good. And I'll, we'll text back and go, hey, we'll come by and pick you up. <laughs> like, fine, I'll put my shoes on, they'll go. You know? But it's that, I'll call it pure pressure that allows you to go, okay, they want me, they want me to go, they want me there. Sometimes you want that, that socialization plus the desire to do it. I had someone today say, hey, how do I meet more people? And they go, well, I, do you, I go, what do you like to do? I like to walk my dog. Good, let's have, there's a dog park across my office. When you come to my office on Friday, bring your dog with you, go to the dog park afterwards and meet people that have similar interests of having a dog. Like attracts like, right? That's a universal thing. Like attracts like. So when we do something that other people like, we have that community, that feeling of being with someone that has the same type of goals per se. You know, does that make sense? Yes. On the same page? All right. What, and let's go over this one too. What is good versus bad pain? <coughs> how, would you, how would you define good pain? What do you think? Hmm. Hmm. What's good pain? Yes. I think it's a good idea to reframe it and say, Discomfort. Good. And I use the word pain. Good. If you know it's something that is not hurting you. Good. But working towards the goals that you have. Good. So I, I, I tell my patients too, good pain is when it feels when it feels uncomfortable and tight, but it doesn't feel like it's tender. It doesn't feel like when you move your joint, your joint wants to guard and tighten. You have full range of motion, you have movement, you can put weight on your leg. It's uncomfortable, but it doesn't feel like you're guarding where it's going to spasm on you or cause pain. Your body sends you signals all day long of, of how your body's doing. So when, you're, when you can move your joint, when it feels you can add some load, some stress to it, it doesn't want to guard or tighten on you, that's good pain level per se. Where you work out a little bit more, you do a little bit more, and it feels uncomfortable, that's good pain. That pain is when it is tender, you move your joint and all of a sudden it guards and tightens. Or especially if it's bruised also too. People are coming all the time. I rolled my ankle. How bad is it? I'm not sure. Take your sock off. Look at the ankle. It's bruised. I'm like, grade two spray. Just stay off a couple weeks. Like, how do you know? You push on it. Ow. Yep, that's bad pain. So it's, it's understanding bruising is always torn ligament or muscle. Tenderness, same thing. It could be a bad muscle strain, ligament strain. Um, so we have to be real careful. We have to kind of back it off a little bit, get to where it's going to be good, uncomfortable pain, and then move forward. So it, it depends where. So if someone's working out and they're walking, they roll their ankle, like, man, it hurts a lot. Back it off a little bit. Because sometimes we set goals that are unrealistic. Within a month, I want to start be walking a mile every day. I'm like, how much you walk now? Nothing. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I said, like, what's. I know something. What's the first step you want to take to get to a mile walking? Well, I just want to walk a mile. Good. What happens last time you did that? It hurt a lot. Okay. Do you, I go, do you have an event coming up? Like a 5K, a, a, a marathon? No? Okay. Let's take your time then. Because as you know, people in the gym too, when COVID hit, the gym closed for about six months-ish. About six months. They all closed. They had to. People went, people went back and they wanted to lift the same weight right away the first day out. What do you think happened? I got really busy. It was great job security for me as a chiropractor. Loved it. <laughs> the first 12 months when they first opened, I had 23 bad back injuries from people working out. Going too hard, too quick. They didn't think they had to warm up to that weight again. 
I always ask them too, and, I, and, and jokingly, once I once they're in a good good mental state, I go, "Do you have an event coming up? A bodybuilding contest? You know, something going on?" They go, "No." I'm like, "Okay, maybe want to slow it down a little bit." But I always ask them too. My 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 pre question is, "Are you still invincible?" These are like sometimes kids in their twenties and thirties. Let's say kids, because I'm 49. So does that mean, when I ask when I ask someone, "Are they invincible?" What do you think that means? Exactly. There you go. It's just a minor thing. I'll get over this and go. Yes. And, uh, I, I've been a job for a long time now. I'm really in that space. Ah. You get addicted to anything, like you mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. And like I got addicted to jump roping. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't do 800 a day, because I was, oh, there was a marathon too, but there you if go. I didn't do 800 a day, and people talk about addictions, you could get over, overdo it very quickly. Mm -hmm. but, you, but it's that, it's that goal of, of I want to get there all the time and do more and more and more and all of a sudden your body goes, I'm not good anymore. It's amazing how, and it might be as I'm getting older too, how recovery is as important as trying to exercise and work out. That make sense? Yes. Huge. You know, I need the recovery, the, the supplements, the uh, um, vitamins, minerals, and the water and the hydration stretching too to make sure tomorrow I can still do the same thing. And when, when you're when you're when you're invincible, you think I'm gonna recover from this quick. I'll be good. Get back to my normal stuff. When you're not invincible anymore, which I want people to kind of understand, then I go, okay, how do I do enough without causing injury? So I can still work tomorrow. I can still do what I want to do. You know, that's my thing. I've gone to that point where okay. I want to work out enough, but I want to make sure I can still do this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, people like to, people go, you play, you love, you like playing basketball? I go, I love basketball. You want to go play? Nope. <laughs> I had a dream because of chance of injury, right? Chance of injury. I had a dream a few months ago. It's been probably about four or five months now. I was playing basketball, having a good time. Woke up, my knee hurt from dreaming about playing basketball. Dreaming about it. You buy something, no, no, don't even think about it. Don't even dream about it. But it's something that where I like it, but what's the chance of injury? You, know, you got you to be realistic. And I feel like come, they, they go uh, on motorcycle rides or ATVs and stuff. And they have to do for like a, they don't have one, they just do it for fun. Come back, they roll the bike. They broken ribs. I had a kid, I had a guy, uh, he was trying to impress his grandson during Christmas. He uh, bought a little BMX bike and try to show him how to bunny hop on the front wheel in his garage that was slippery. He has a video, I saw a video, it was a great video. He <laughs> fell over the handlebars and bruised his ribs really bad. Been about a month and a half and he's still pretty sore. I'm like, you should, I said, you should try them in concrete next time, you've been fine. He's like, no, no more. I'm like, okay, just wanna make sure. So it's realizing what we can do, what seems a good idea and what is not a good idea. So it's, it's again, it's, it's making sure we can do, we can prevent injury is the key. And that, and that our, uh, prevent bad pain is the key. All right, next one. How do we start? How do we start this 2024 so we get start getting healthy? If you have a plan already, fantastic. Can you stick to it? Great. What's the biggest thing of the body getting stronger and healthier? What's the number one word you would use? What's the number one way to get healthy and stay that way? There's a couple of words that would kind of fit into the same category. Eat healthy. Eat healthy. 
What, what would you, you want to do long term to stay healthy? What would be your thing? What would be a good word for that? Goals. Kibbe? Goals. 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 What else? <clears throat> yes. I think of discipline. Good. Discipline. Huge. I use the word consistent. Exactly. Can we do stuff if it's every day, every day, what are you going to do? So consistently, you're persistent to have that duration of a lifestyle change, not just this week, this month, maybe two months from now. So when you have the discipline of getting up at 4 o'clock every morning, congratulations, and I feel for you too. I'm there. In the dark, I'm like, why is it so dark? Oh, yeah, it's only 4 in the morning. Is when we have that, it becomes our routine, our, our, and our body adapts to that as your normal, right? That's the plan. But when you overdo it, your body goes, eh, we're going to break the body down. So finding that, that window where you feel good and keep there is you're going to be your duration. It's going to be your persistency. Okay. So what I deal with normally here is about sitting in standing posture. Why do people come to my office as a chiropractor? Because they have pain. They'll come and, hey, doc, I want to come and see you because I have bad posture. But the posture they have now is causing their problems. Yeah. Okay. Number one thing, people sit, correct? Okay. Most people sit like this. Ugh. Or like this, after lunch, like this, like, okay, I'm at work, but I'm not really at work. Okay? So what I'm going to do, take your chair, is it's in the first third of the chair, first third, let your knees go below your hips, feet underneath you, or the sides up to you, on the side or front, that one underneath you, so it allows your lower back to push yourself back a little bit, to feel the body balancing on your hips, not on your tailbone. All right, so here, knees below your hips, feet underneath you, if you can, go up on your toes. Balance when you're up on your toes, at that point you're gonna balance through your body all the way through, have small center of gravity to stay up, contracted core, instead of being slouched forward. That's the goal. Can we stay here instead of being here? Again, you're gonna feel uncomfortable, a little sore until you get used to it. It's staying back here, body up the whole time with the back arch a little bit as muscles contract your lower back, just to keep your body up here. Key, okay? And again, when you're driving, when you're driving, some people drive, it's hard to sit like this, so I'm gonna sit back and chill when I'm driving, but I'm gonna have my feet even, pedal here on the right, if you're in your American car, and foot even here, not back here, because once I'm back here, my feet are uneven, my hips will shift, causing pressure in my lower back. Even is going to be your key. Right, any questions about that? Huh? Easy, 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 but be aware of where your body is. All right? Next one. This one will be actually over here in a second, so I'm going to move the camera over a little bit. Here, you can see from that side, you'll be able to see it too. Here is standing posture. Okay? Let me go back up a little bit more. There we go. Right in. There we go. So here, when I stand, I want to be able to stand with the weight on my heels against the wall, heels, hips, shoulder, and head. That's good position. Okay, that's a good balanced position because your whole body is straight. Most people, when they, I tell, I tell them, stand how you normally stand, and does that feel good to you? They go, yeah, I feel great. Because in their mind, that's their normal, that's their average, right? That's what their default is. When I change your posture, they go, that feels weird, doc. I'm like, 
the opportunity to where is not your moment. Once you get here, I hope you'll understand, stay here long enough, 15, 20 seconds, and take a step forward where you feel normal there now. At that point, the weight's on your heels. At that point, walking weight on your heels allows you to keep your body up the whole time instead of on your toes or your fourth foot. Again, we all have other things going on in our body. If you can focus on that, even going slow too, here, heel to toe, allows you to reset your brain, your cerebellum, to make this your normal posture, default posture, versus where your body's used to. Any questions about that? These are things we can start doing, like we talked about earlier, consistency, persistency. At that point, doing them often as your body can change over time to get our body where it doesn't cause back pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, neck pain. Once my body does this and goes forward here, at that point, everything gets pushed in instead of being open and decompressed. Once I lean forward, called flexion, that when the body compresses together, making the back muscles overstretch, making the front muscles tighten and weaken, so the body learns to stay here until it causes pain, and you come and see me. And I'm busy again. You know? That's all it comes down to. Things we can do today to start watching how we sit, how we stand, and how we walk and move to make our body better long-term so our muscles stay balanced. Again, balance is going to be this here of having the balance of having the body up. Right, so these muscles in your, in, as, you, as you stay here more in this position, then the muscles rebalance. Your leg muscles, front and back stay strong. Not here, where now the hips are tighter, back's weaker. As we relearn this position, the muscles where we adapt to better position, that's when your body can get back to better balance, so our shoulders stay open, not tight and closed, and then pain neck and upper back. How does that help you with heart support? Say a sturdy shoe that gives you that support that you need, that medical, a lot of people do. So a lot of people really want to do this when they have, say for example, pain, painful feet or sore feet, they do this. They open their feet up. The problem is now you go open the feet up, now you drop the arch in your shoe to cause more strain on your foot and also knee problems too. That's someone coming today, bad shoulder injury, bad lower back. He comes in like this, but he's like this. So I go, okay, we gotta get that foot in. But what I tell him when he puts his foot in is you're gonna feel like right now your foot coming out, at that point it feels like it's your straight. You're gonna to wanna to feel like your foot is coming in because now it's gonna be more normal. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna to have, to, to have to relearn where to put that foot in because once your foot's out, muscles adapt here, muscles adapt here, causing his back pain. So now you're gonna bring the foot in, make the body realign itself, muscles can be adapt here. Just fine, just fine. But arch supports for your foot are phenomenal. I wear them all the time, my shoes. <coughs> Firm shoes are the best. Firm shoes, if you want the shoe that I was with, I think it's this two, two tops ago, you want the shoe not to bend in the middle. You want the middle of the shoe to be firm. That point gives you more support for your arch and for your foot. That point with a firm shoe, can walk on your heel and not causing a heel pain. It's relearning that position over time. Again, everyone's different. This is what everyone deals with, but that's what I kind of focus on. Question. Question, not question? No. Spasm, what is spasm? Spasm is a muscle guarded uh, um, uh, spontaneously. Sometimes I'm a nurse, sometimes I'm being overstretched also too. If the muscle is short, I know the guy's same thing, he had a shoulder injury, short muscle here, 
and I try to overstretch just my normal position, it may spasm if the, if the length of the muscle is too short. The spasm is trying to protect the area to prevent more injury. So I want to make sure as, we, as I help someone make their muscles longer versus short, we slowly stretch things out to where it's uncomfortable but not painful. What about cramps in the legs? Good. Especially when you sleep. Is it least expected? Uh, worst. I, oh. <laughs> it's like, it just stabbed me with a knife at that point. Worst. So it's obviously hydration. Do you roll out your, you roll out your calves? You roll them out before you no. go to bed? Yeah, I don't. Look it up online, YouTube, using a foam roller to roll out your calves. It's not going to feel good. I used to do marathon triathlon before. And I, I'd be at the point where I'd run so much, my calves would cramp when I'm running, about the cost would pick me up. I started rolling them out with a foam roller, which doesn't feel good initially, because muscles get so tight, yes. it makes it better. If the muscle's tight, it's going to naturally spasm on itself. So that's dehydration, you think? Dehydration can be, but if, if they're chronically causing the spasm, it's tight, short muscles in your calf. Yeah. Rolling them out is going to not feel good, but it's going to make the overall better, so you can make the muscle longer to make it better. No. Yes. You say shorter. Does that mean because you're you were injury or maybe because you're working it too hard because could be both. Yes. I mean you shorter itself or spasm. Yes. It's and sometimes it'll spasm because it's too short also. It doesn't have enough length to actually move. So if someone's working out, that not muscle muscle that get tight, correct? And get tight. You have to we have to learn how to stretch, and this is another class I do too, how to stretch all the time. We work out as our routine, as a consistency. So the workouts we do doesn't cause injury. Anytime we add stress to the body, the muscles naturally tighten to make it, to, because you're breaking down, because you're breaking down the muscles get, when you have source in the muscle, as you know, at that point the muscles will naturally tighten over time. So by stretching all the time, either using a broomstick that everyone use or using calf stretches too, allows you not to think about stretching, you're just doing it every day. I had a patient come in a couple days, a couple weeks ago, a younger kid, he goes, which days do you stretch? We talked about stretching the last couple weeks ago when I saw him two weeks previously. He goes, well, sometimes I stretch on Monday, sometimes Wednesday, sometimes Saturday. I go, okay, let's stretch days that end with Y. If you stretch the days that end with Y, can, you, can that work for you? He goes, you mean every day? Yes. <laughs> when it's part of your routine every day, you don't have to think about it, what day it is. When you, I, I go, before I go to work out in the gym in the morning, I stretch for 10 minutes in my home every day. 10 minutes of stretching, 10 minutes of planking, sit still burns. That's when I know my body's warmed up for my workout. I'll think about it, just do it. Then a cup of coffee, I'm ready to go. Done. My pre-workout, my cup of coffee, done. When you have a routine, you do it every day, allows you not to, so when, I do it in the morning because that's my thing, I'm a morning person. The night person, go, good for it, good for you. But I want to get it done that time, by the time sun goes down, I've had a long day. I have sundowns at 49. I'm done for the day. I said, no, last can you do something? Can you, tomorrow, can you do something like, you know, text to me because I'm not gonna remember right now. I'm done for the day. But I want my, my mornings to check off my list, stretched, worked out, hydrated, whatever it is to. That's when you have your checklist, now get to my day where it's gonna be chaotic normally. That's what happens. You know? So how do you stretch out the, the cap you're saying? So I would do this just to stretch out normally here, is take a chair, lock out the knee, and bring the foot forward. That one allows you to butt the foam roll for someone who works out a lot, would really get those that deep muscle of the calf to stretch. That's a good one to start doing every day. 
through watching TV, all commercials, about longer than I'd want them to be. So <laughs> I got to hear your commercial. But it's you know? a good time to stretch. Yes, I'm like, it's never going to end. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you have Hulu, like, you can't even fast forward commercial. Like, you can't fast forward to it. You know, like, I remember being able to record a movie and watch, watch just the movie, not the commercials. Now they make you watch the commercials. <sighs> Taking over our lives. I don't know what it is. You don't want it. I'm making people. I, oh yeah, get the premium. I'm not already paying enough as it is. That's crazy. I can work so many hours a day. Okay, and then walking, right? Uh, how walking would would most people that don't exercise, when they start walking, if they can, allows them to really feel a difference and start into a routine. That makes sense. Everyone that has two feet, everyone, some people don't, allows them to start a routine. They can build one. I can have someone who's been a lot of pain for a long time, he'll start walking five minutes a day. How's my fitness feel? Pretty easy, good. Let's do 10 minutes. You can start building a slow routine just on time. At that point, over time, get them to where the 50 point is. I had Rachel, I remember her name now. Rachel, a couple years ago, she came in, I think we talked about it before. Came in severe pain, older Hispanic lady. And I go, she's on a walker and, and, and uh, wanted a wheelchair, but not yet. And I go, well, what, I took her x-rays, and I go, Rachel, your back's fine, what happened? The doctor told her about six, nine months earlier, if your back hurts, lie down. It hurts, sit down, don't move it. So she got weaker, tighter, weaker, tighter. Well, now she had bone drop in her both legs, side of her both legs. I go, Rachel, you're not gonna like me, sorry. I'm gonna have you start walking five minutes a day. But it's gonna hurt, I'm like, I know. But do you want it in a bed? Do you want a nursing home? No, no, she said something in Spanish, she was kind of angry. Spanish was kind of a, probably a bad word, I don't know what she called me. But she's like, I don't wanna do that. And I go, unless that's her, she started exercising. Started moving slowly. She come in every week, go, it hurts, but I walk 10 minutes, 10, 10 minutes a day now. And then 20 minutes a day. Now she walks 45 minutes a day, no cane, no walker. But had to get her to understand, when you're uncomfortable, sometimes in pain, well, I get better. And for her, I had her ice afterwards, other therapy she could do, keep her motivated, keep walking. But finding ways to get people motivated, I always ask them, you don't have to do anything. You just, we'll call the nursing home up right now and find you a spot. Good deal, sounds good. No, they don't want that. We want to be independent, right? We want to stay independent as much as we can, but it takes the work to do. You know, you guys, you guys, you guys, if you're here, you've already started something, you know what you need. Just maintain it. Life is life, right? It's gonna, always going to hit us with something. A bad routine, bad, of getting sick, whatever it might be too, or having an injury. So how do we get back on track when an injury is bad? Yes? Um, if you have a soft spot in part of your body, like some people have their neck, whatever, and they have some um, stress that is high level, could that, be kind of a weak spot in there, yes. part of your body, and people get headaches or whatever. And that's part of it too, is you find out, how, does your, how do you read your own body? Is where, where does your body feel stressed the most? When is your body telling you your posture is bad? When you're emotionally stressed also, where does your body feel that? So I help my patients understand that they're gonna have, everyone is different, their spot to tell them Okay, this is too stressful. You do something else. Mm -hmm. This is causing too much stress, affecting my body. Let's do something else. 
I have a pain here. Okay, that's my sign that something else is going on. You take care of that right away. But teaching someone how to read their body once they're well allows them now to become their best doctor for themselves to make sure their body's taken care of. And I'm too busy as it is. I don't want to see everybody. I want to make sure they can read their own body so they can actually stay healthy over time when they don't feel healthy and get back to a better state of health right away. Not wait two, three months now their body's changed to, to a, a bad or a worse state of health. Now they have to work up to it again. My patients know. They have pain more than two, three days. Come right away. Let's fix it before your body adapts to having that pain. Once it adapts, I'm like, okay, now have some work to do. I'd rather avoid the excitedness of being seeing me for two, three weeks versus seeing me once or twice. At that point, you're good to go. You know, but it's, it's teaching someone, like you mentioned, how to read their body is it emotional stress, physical stress, or both. How do we adjust to that? If we can, adapt to our stressors or remove that stressor from our, from our life or lifestyle. You know, I'm not saying, I have some doctors, there's, there's patients come to my office and go, my medical doctor told me, my stress is so bad at work, quit my job. Okay, so if you quit your job, what happens? Well, my wife stays home, I have three kids, so we're gonna have to move in with my mom. My wife doesn't like my mom, she has a small house, so I go, is that more stressful than fixing the problem, causing the stress, is it your body or something else, so you can handle the stress of your day. See, I love physical labor, so I work iron workers, my admin that time falls all day, people that go bridges all day, so physical work. To make your body better handle that stress, so you don't have to move in with your, your mom. You know? So that seems more stressful. Or, be, or kick your dog out, you know? I don't know. Yes, yes. But it's, it's making your body, and I said to people last year too, we handle it, can we make our body handle stress of our day so we don't feel affected by our day? And take it over to the next day. It's not just today, what's gonna happen? We're gonna probably wake, we're gonna probably wake up tomorrow, tell my friends if I'm there, if I'm not there, work, work out in the morning, check the obituaries, you know? Yeah. If I'm not there, check. But I'm expecting to be there tomorrow so I have to make sure I can handle stress of today, sleep and wake up tomorrow and do the same thing. Not feel too beat up, not too tomorrow. Find your balance though, you know? I have these talks every month. My previous talks are on the workshops on my playlist on YouTube. But find what works for you and maintain that. And if you need to, build up a little bit more. A little more. Once, that's the thing, people go to the gym and go, their excuse is not gonna hit well. If I can start going to the gym, I'm gonna wanna go all the time. I go, and that's the problem, why? <laughs> because it feels good. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't wanna feel good? You know, I don't, I don't do drugs. I'd rather just stay healthy. Yes. The first thing they do is muscle relax. Close real quick. Yeah, they medicate, right? Feel good artificially. The problem is they fix the problems that was causing you to feel bad in the first place. They don't. They're looking at how do I do? And again, this insurance companies kind of run the show sometimes medically. Is how to give them a quick fix, a ten dollar pill, get them out of my office, versus hey, what is your real problem that's caused your pain? your neuropathy, your weakness. That's what we, not specialize in, that's what we do as chiropractors, is how do you find out what the cause of the problem is, the root cause, not just what the pain's causing. And then people come with hand numbness. I'm not gonna be surgery in their hand, it's coming from their neck. So finding out the root cause helps them understand how to heal it properly, and then maintain that healing. It just takes work. You know, but helping someone like that today to understand they had a shoulder problem pre-COVID, 
Never got it fixed, never had a chance to another one get it fixed like four years later. So walking through the x-rays, what's going on with the x-rays, how to move the shoulder better, and how to really teach that person how to get themselves healthy. I sit in my office for maybe 10 minutes, not very long. But in that 10 minutes, I want to walk through the stretches, exercise routines, so when they go home, they know what to do at home. Send them videos what to do. But it's up to that person and everybody themselves to want to do it, learn how to do it, and at that point maintain that routine. Like you said, it's funny because a lot of times when you least expect it, you'll be lifting something where yeah. you're fine. You lift something that's not even heavy and that can destroy you. That's what happened to me. I, I got my ligament all ripped. Yeah. Just putting the spark to five gallon bottle up, turning it the wrong way. I just heard it rip completely. And I knew something was wrong, but I was like, okay, what the hell? That's not good. And then sometimes it was like, you can move patio furniture, I brought iron, and you feel great or whatever. Like, my problem is that she always tells me, I, I feel like I can still do it, but mentally, but physically, you start to adapt, and you can't. If you can't, you don't want to accept it, but yet you have to, because then that pain starts coming in when you least expect it, and you're in double trouble. It's a level patients say, when I was younger, yes, we do this. I'm like, yeah, so what's the first three words you said? When I was younger, yeah. how old are you now? Okay, well, you can you can do it. Yeah. But realize you may have an injury later the next no, day. That's true. But I think the same thing. Some people it just doesn't sink in right away. And then again, they're still invincible. Yeah, true. But I feel that they're brushing their teeth, and their back goes up. Wasn't the toothbrush's fault? <laughs> it was what building up over time. Exactly. I go, how much do you stretch? I don't really stretch. How much you work out? I don't really work out. Okay. So that was the cause of your lifestyle changes to get things better. Just work, but again, doing stretches, how often? Every day is probably pretty good. Days down with why? Focus on that, days down with why. Any other questions? We're gonna start this every month. We're gonna do this every month. We have been for, since 2016, I think I've been starting doing these talks. At that point, go to my previous workshops too. If you have a back issue, neck issue, whatever it is, stretching, posture, walking, we have all the videos out there. I do these to help demonstrate them with you guys and answer your questions while I'm here to make sure you guys stay healthy. Guys and girls. Yes. I have a question. I heard that it's good when you work out do different things, let's say like on Monday, you go for a walk, mm -hmm. Tuesday, Sunday. Is that true, not just to do the same thing? It allows your body not to adapt to one thing. And it doesn't wear down those joints as much. Mm -hmm. For example, my, my Fridays is, or my Thursday is chest day, uh, Friday is uh, arm day, Saturday's back day and Sunday's um, shoulder day, and then but I do cross other days too. Mixing it up as as athletes know allows your body not to adapt or wear itself down to. So I, if I do biceps every day, the problem is my bicep from today might be fine, but do it again tomorrow, I've already stretched the tissue, cause injury that way. So the recovery and rest of those body joints allows your body to not break down and cause injury. So by mixing it up every day, it's a key. I think. And I have one guy, he has chest and tries every day. I'm like, dude, you, your chest looks good. Do something else. <laughs> what about physical therapy? Fantastic. Really? It's a good way to get a coach. Again, physical therapists are different. Everyone's different. Every, every profession is different. Good way to find a coach to help you through your injuries so you have one or get you healthier so you do it on your own. When I see physical therapists, I go, how do you help patients learn how to do stuff on their own all the time? Go, we just do this, I'm like, then no, that's not what I want to see. I want to see someone to actually help you learn how to become the best exercise for your joints, for your body. 
but if you have scar tissue in your joints or whatever that's going on in your body, at that point, how do we work around that or through that if need be? So PT will allow you to move the joint passively. Meaning instead of me moving my arm this way, they can move it for me to test what ligaments and muscles might be strained or injured. Then from there, they get, then I get the green light to go back and do my own. So PT is a good way to start if you have an injury or rehab, make sure you do the right things not to hurt yourself. Physical therapy, if you have, you go there with an issue hmm? or for accident, whatever, you have to do your homework. Of course. Of and, and I ask. They you, don't want to do their homework. That's that's, that's fine. People. Yeah. I go. You don't have to do your homework. Just realize you're in pain. I said my back feels great. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So if you want your back to get better, you have to do the homework. Yeah. They're not there just to do it for you. You know, you're not an invalid. You have to make sure you do your own. So, but again, some CPTs don't, they go, I'll oh, just do them here when you're here. No, that's not what I want to see. No. Also, they actually teach me how to do it on my own so I can do it on my own, get myself better. Because part of rehab and physical therapy or even chiropractic too, it's not just the treatment at the office. Even when the, say there's a case, whatever it is to say 12 visits. It's how do I do after those 12 visits of physical therapy or chiropractic care, now move on to my own home care, maintain that routine so my body can stay healthy. That's the plan. Learn your habits, learn your routine, and maintain that no matter what's going on as much as you can to stay healthy for the long run. So 2025, if we get 2025. You know? What's up with my mom always say? This year is the, the wrath of God. I'm like, Mom, you said it last year. Come on, bring it on already. Let's go. <laughs> you do it, let's do it. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> you know? Whatever I was saying is. Every, every year. You know? Just bring it already. So start working out. The thing is, we have we can't think of what's what, we may not be here down the line. I just want to be here tomorrow, next week, next by having a routine. I don't think about. Stay healthy. Yes, but do the work to stay healthy. Go, man, how do you go to work out every day? I'm like, because I'm sore every day. I'm tired every day sometimes. Because I work out. They don't have to be. Take, you take a power nap every day. No. Four o'clock morning. Uh, no, I, okay. I wake up early in the morning, do my routine, maybe waking up, a cup of coffee, that, dog, clean, cook, oh, everything by six, walks, and ready for her. If she wakes up about eight-ish, nine-ish. So you're the, you're the morning person, she's the night owl. Yeah, when it comes down to it. And by six or seven, I'm already on the sofa, watching yeah. something. What's the second half? I'm like, sun's down, okay. Okay, guys, good night, I'm out of here. Well, want to watch a movie? Sure, two minutes, boom, gone. Yeah, see, see? Everyone's different, right? So some people like to work out at night, some people like to work in the morning. So I'm not saying when to do it, just make sure you get it done. Yeah, all of us. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. I missed the one about the leg cramps. Good. So, so if you have calf cramps, calves, is using something that's sturdy, putting your foot on there, letting your foot angle up and lock your knee out, and push forward. And hold that for about 30 seconds. It gets the walls easier to even a bed frame. That point, 30 seconds, and relax. You should feel it anywhere it's tight, because realize that tendon that makes the calf tight can go from your heel up to underneath your knee. So wherever you feel it, keep up that stretch for 30 seconds, break about two to three times. That's okay, once in a while I get ankle cramps. Ah, okay, ankles. Is it on the outside or inside of the ankle? Inside. Inside. So you almost want to do for that one is here, like that, go up on your toe and bring that foot forward. I'll keep, I'll keep the shoe on because it's easier with the shoe. And let the shoe stretch your front of your foot. 
here all the way through. You know, that to use here. You know, just stretch it out. Think if it's cramping, how do I stretch? If it's cramped, what muscle, ligament, what joint can I stretch to make that area better? Just work. You know, that's why they pay me the big bucks. You know? All right. Well, generally, if you have a cramp in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. what I do, I have yes. to get up and walk through the house. You know, so that I can stretch it out that way. That's right. That's a little bit. Mustard or pickle juice to help you. You know, I've never done that. Some people have suggested yeah. that. No, I just get up and I walk a little bit, and then I can get back in bed. I don't have to walk. If it's not bad, I can walk a little back in bed. But if it's bad, I can get up, take the mustard, yeah. and then I put ice packs on it. Oh. Um, it contracts the tissue more too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Sometimes. Good. Perfect. Really love. It's something where if you have it often enough too, if, if you exercise a lot, mm -hmm. you start wearing a, a, a compression socks too. Not when you're sleeping, but before you go to sleep, an hour before. Yeah, yeah, hour before. Yeah. That compression socks might be good if you have the cramps all the time too. Mm -hmm. I see when I when I get to come all the time, I used to wear it when I ran, yeah. when I run a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Does the cold weather has to do with getting cramps too, or not? The cold it's more the damp. It's more the dryness with the cold combination both. Because realize when, when the weather changes like this where it's cold and damp mm -hmm. and even dry too, yeah. the barometric pressure changes. Mm -hmm. So your joint pressure becomes more. Mm -hmm. So the pressure down in the atmosphere, your joint pressure will increase just from a day to day. Mm -hmm. All of Southern California here is 35 at night and it's up to 65, 70 in the daytime. Yeah. That change in temperature all day, every day, every day, allows your joints to feel that pressure. Mm -hmm. I had a lady of her death, she passed away a couple years ago. She had polio. She had joint destruction in her joint. She had a brace on all the time, had a cane or a walker with her. Because she had so much joint pressure already, she would tell us three days before it rained. Her joints were so sensitive, any type of pressure changed. She was like, it's three days. I'm like, I believe you, drop my umbrella, it rained. You know? But it's something when your joints are that tight, you gotta be, you gotta be real careful with that. Yeah, but the, the temperature does affect it. So warming up more, doing stretches before you go work out is gonna be your key. Huge. Let's stay warm as much as you can, dude. Yeah. We're Southern California, but we can't, we can't handle cold weather. <laughs> I was on the phone talking to a Spectrum guy from Spectrum, and he goes, we're Southern California. We go, oh, it's in Southern California. Because how's the temperature? So a few weeks ago, it goes, I said 65, 75, about there, 65, 75. Like, ah, because I'm in Syrac Syracuse, New York. It's 35 to 40 degrees here. Right. I haven't seen the sun in two weeks. I go, so me brings potster, I go, we turn on the AC, it's getting too hot in the room, in the, in the, in the car, get too hot. We turn on the AC, he goes, goes, I'll put you on hold, sir. Like, dang it. Yeah. But it, it's like, real, we're, we're outside spoiled here, but something yes. where even though our temperature does change really dry, that's the yes. hard part, um, we still have to be able to adapt to it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other questions for this January talk? Good. Very good. And next, what is next month? Who has the, who has the paper? Uh, the 21st. So 21st, good. Avoid body pains, know how to stand and sit. We talked a little bit about today. I'm gonna to show you on that talk what exercise to start doing to stand and sit better for longer durations and adapt to make those muscles stronger. Ooh. And these are all my, on my YouTube also. You know, but I, this is before your class, I wanna make sure you have these ones in there too. And some people go, oh, you know, I was, and people too, next time, 
I'll bring demonstrators in here also, or you guys will demonstrate mm -hmm. as part of the uh, part of the process. Okay. Try everything. Make sure you're good. All right, we'll go back to work. We're gonna be late again. <laughs>